Well, good morning, church. Welcome to uh, what we would like to say the unofficial kickoff to summer. It's this weekend. Yeah, fall's coming, though. Don't worry, guys. She's like, seriously, you had to go there? It's just football season's in the fall. It's not in the summer, right? Now, I'm ready for some warm weather. I am. Uh, because, you know, warm weather brings what I absolutely enjoy in life, and that's mowing yards. And so I get to do that. Um, we got a little change of plans this morning. Uh, we, as a church, we are in the Wesleyan denomination, but we as a church run our fiscal year a little different than the calendar year. Our fiscal year of our church runs June 1st to May 31st. And so we are entering, if you will, the end of our fiscal year as a church family. And so what we wanted to do is just we wanted to celebrate what God has been doing the last year. And so you're going to hear from me, you're going to hear from other pastors, you're going to hear from other church members coming up on stage and just giving testimony of how God has moved. So this morning, we want to celebrate what God has done. Um, after church, Pastor Josh is going to tell you what we have out there for you, just a celebration and hang out. And I love doing this on... Um, on weekends that are holidays because, like, you guys are awesome and you're here and you're not camping somewhere, right? And so we wanted to celebrate that way and just say thanks. But, you know, we came uh, together as a staff and I kind of said, hey, we need to do this. And this was like Monday morning. And, uh, and it was just like we need to live into this and celebrate um, what God has been doing. And really, we want to hone in on this verse, as you guys are going to hear different people say things. But Revelation 12, chapter, chapter 12, verse 11, says this. They conquered him, referring to Satan. By the blood of the lamb, we conquer Satan because we are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? That he has no power and authority over us. We conquer him through that. And by the word of their what, friends? There is power to our testimony. How do we overcome Satan in our lives? We are covered by the blood of the lamb, which is Jesus Christ. And we, are, we defeat Satan by the word of our testimony, by the words of our stories of how God is moving in our midst. So I want you to know this, knowing and remembering the work of God in our lives protects us against Satan's deceptions. It will protect us from Satan's deceptions. And so this morning, that's what we want to do. Team, you can come up and get ready behind me. That's what we want to do is we're not going to highlight every ministry because we don't have like five hours to highlight every single ministry and hear testimonies. But these are just going to be a few testimonies here and there of different ministries of how God is working. Because friends, God is moving, amen? And we want to be a part of how he's continuing to move. This morning in my office at 8 o'clock, we pray for the services, and that was the per- You guys are like way off stage. Okay. That's, you're good. Stay there. I don't want you behind me anyways. Um, <laughs> dude, this is too close. And you're freaking everyone because you're always at the edge of the stage anyways. I don't care where you guys You guys are good back there. You guys can. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Um, And so our prayer was, um, God, thank you for moving. And then our prayer, it felt selfish, but it's not. We said, God, we actually, we want more of you. And it was a realization in our prayers, we need more of you. We live in a sinful, broken world. We need more because sometimes our flesh will come out in us and we, we need more of God. 
And so that's what you're going to hear is they're going to celebrate. You're going to hear them celebrate testimonies. Again, you're going to hear different people. But this morning, we are going to celebrate the move of God. So turn to your neighbor and say, get ready to celebrate. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not celebrating. <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> I'm up. All right. I'm in. That was my cue. That was my cue. Uh, hey, uh, here at Radio Life, uh, we love the next generation. Uh, you know, news alert. Every one of us is getting older, and eventually we will die. There you go. Uh, celebrate it, yeah. No, but here, here's the thing, right? We, we, we are passionate about pouring into the next generation because they are the church that is coming down the line, right? Eventually, Ryan's going to get old. Kinsey's going to get old. Well, he's already kind of there. Anyway, Pam is super young. Uh, <laughs> and I'm doing all right. right but, but eventually, eventually, you know, we want men and women in this community to rise up, right? And, and maybe those men and women are right now in first grade or seventh grade or tenth grade. So we, we have a passion to, to pour into the next generation. So we just want to hit a couple of highlights from our, our next generation, which is birth up through the end of high school. And now, again, it's super cool with you know, Bobby and Stephanie, Chad and Rebecca, having the radiant young adults, because that's another way to impact the upcoming generations. But we're going to hit on like birth up through 12th grade here this morning. Uh, so we have fun Fridays, right? This is every third Friday of the month we have fun Fridays. Uh, and Amy handed me a sticky note with a number on it, uh, and it says... Because of Fun Fridays, they have had the opportunity to interact with 105 new families. Right? These are people that didn't have any other connection to Radiant Life. Yeah, you can clap. Stephanie's over there like clapping. Like, yeah, that's. You know, this is, this is a way to connect with people that might not otherwise ever step foot through the doors of a church, right? But you say, hey, we've got this, this cool, fun event. Uh, if you ever want to hear Pastor Brandon talk about what you think is a kitchen utensil, ask him to explain the funnel to you. He'll he'll talk for quite a while about that. But so this to 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 make you want to go and talk to Kinsey after I will just say, Fun Fridays is a top of the funnel event, right? But this is a way to connect with people. It's a way to connect with people, and it's been really cool to see the way that team has uh, just engaged with the the kids that come to these events. Super cool. Um, we're going to play a little bit of a video here just for another uh, kid ministry win. So if you want to uh, turn your attention to the screen here. A couple of cool things uh, connected to that video. First and foremost, right, just that we have the ability to have a really good working relationship with our schools, right? I mean, Pastor Ryan was just praying about the situation in Texas, right? Kids in schools need Jesus. Obviously, we're not going to the schools and preaching and passing out Jesus, right, but, but making connections that will hopefully allow us to develop relationships that then let us point people to Jesus. Right? That, is, that is the solution to evil. Jesus is the solution to evil, not policy. So that's, uh, that's, that's a really cool thing. The other thing is this, right? Jesus says that unless we have faith like that of a child, we won't enter his kingdom. Sometimes we look at kids and we're like, oh, like someday they'll grow up and they'll like really know how it works. No, I think when you've got like little kids praying and, like, they're giving, like, oh, yeah, this is the way that you follow Jesus. I think we would do well to take note because sometimes I think they've got a better grasp on it than we do as adults, right? They have that, they have that, that innocent, just, like, they believe, right? We're like, nah, is it really like that? 
So it's just really cool to see kids just leaning in to following Jesus. Now, so we do kids, birth through third grade, every week in the back. And, and every Sunday for both services, we have our preteen ministry in the gym. Uh, this is fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. So this is another really cool area, right? And, and over the last year, we, we decided to have that in both services. It's been really cool to see that. I mean, we're running like, I don't know, 50, 60 kids a week through our preteen ministry. And in that, they have the opportunity to, to memorize scripture, which is really important, right? The more we digest God's word, it's like we're given Holy Spirit ammo, right? To where when we, we encounter different situations, Holy Spirit, oh, hey, I'm going to bring that to mind. I'm going to bring that to mind. Right, so they have the opportunity to, to memorize Scripture, but also talk through how they apply Scripture in their lives. So it's been really cool just to see the growth within our preteen ministry. And then on our middle school and high school fronts, uh, it's been really cool. Now we're, we're kind of in, a, we're in the summer schedule of just doing some connection points, but we've got NTS coming up. Right? Last year, we, we set a record by bringing, I don't know, 52 kids to NTS. This year, we're, as of right now, we're at 62 kids going to NTS. And, and this isn't just like a fun camp. It is a fun camp. It is a fun camp. But it's not just a fun camp. And I would say this year the theme is, is the road. right? We're talking about what does it actually look like, the idea that you have a choice. In life you can, you can walk the road of obedience and lean into what God has for you, or you can walk the road of disobedience. And students are going to be challenged this year. Like which road are you going to take? Because it really is. It's, it's one of those two choices. You can obey or you can disobey. That's where it is. Right? So, so NTS this year. This is actually, now if you've been like holding out and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is like the actual last week that you can register. So if you've got a student that, that wants to go, uh, you better jump on there and get them registered this week. But we're super excited. And I want to ask that you guys be praying over all the students that are going to be going and the leaders. Right? Because we're going to be sleep deprived. Uh, but we want to we we walk alongside these kids as they wrestle with whether or not they're going to live into obedience or disobedience. So, yeah, just a really cool celebration there. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, I'm Pam Carey. I should probably introduce myself, Changemaker uh, Coordinator here. And our Changemakers are our volunteers, if you guys haven't heard that before. And before I bring um, two ladies up here on stage, two very courageous ladies, because it's hard to get up here, um, I just want to talk about how blessed we are with our Changemakers Um in all the areas that we have, not just our first impressions or our kids. You know, we have our prayer team. We have everybody that behind the scenes that comes in in the middle of the week and does things that we just, we wouldn't have time to do. So we are very blessed. And, you know, coming out of the pandemic, it was, it was, uh, we were like, man, we've really lost a lot. How are we going to meet, you know, the need for the change makers that we have? And it's just been so awesome that we continue to see people going through the Next Steps program, learning what their giftings are, their talents, and being passionate to use those in God's kingdom. So I'm even like sitting here on the chair and I'm seeing people, um, our change makers out there, helping get things set up for the um, surprise that we have for you guys after service. So we're blessed. And I just want to first and foremost say thank you um, to all the change makers that are using your gifts and talents um, in the way that God has gifted you to um, bless his kingdom. So. Um, I want to bring up Janelle Wheeler and Anna Pelfrey. 
And um, Janelle is our lead change maker for our cafe. And Anna has just been, she's working in our kids' ministry, and she has, I'll get you, you go, you'll get the microphone here in a second. Um, and she has been involved in, in different ministries that we have, because I don't just want to talk about change makers. I want to talk about how God has blessed us with our women's ministry. We have the dance ministry. We have all sorts of ways that, that you can be connected. And Anna has just stepped into that, into biblical community. So, um, Janelle, I, I just wanted them to share testimonies about how God has been working in their lives over the last year, two years, whatever they've been involved in, um, and just give them the opportunity to do that. So, go ahead, Janelle. Yeah, just pass it. Yeah, send it. Okay. Well, this is, oh, this is very much out of my comfort zone. Um, so, I guess, first off, I would speak that my change maker experience started probably seven years ago. That someone said, hey, why don't you come help in the cafe? So I thought, well, yeah, I can do that. And then um, Pam hit me up a few years ago to be the lead change maker of the cafe, which has been a great experience, Um, something I was very out of my comfort zone as well. But I've met so many different people. Um, I appreciate um, all of you who have shared your stories. Um, Another difference, and obviously I'm very nervous being up here. This is very much. This is hard, you guys. Yeah, so, much so. Um, <laughs> yeah, fear. Is, yeah, we. You know, so. Pastor Josh has been talking yeah. about obedience this yeah. morning. Oh, so we'll, we'll get it. We'll yeah, get it. So, um, but those of you who personally know me, that I'm not normally like this. So, um, fear is the enemy, of course. Um, and then the other ministry that definitely has changed my life is um, the prayer team, which. Karen Metzger asked me to do, and I didn't think I could do that. Um, And it has grown me in so many ways spiritually. Um, I've become a complete different person. I've always had faith, but it's made me go deeper and and just trust that I'm walking with God. And no matter what's going on in any of our lives, he's with us all the time. Thanks, Janelle. So not only do you bless God's kingdom, but you also get blessed in return. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Anna. Anna shared a little bit on Facebook the last week, so I was like, hey, Anna, why don't you come on stage and share a little bit more with us? Well, God's just been really doing some things through me about a year ago. The first if gathering that we had, um, God really opened my eyes to some things and saying, like, who are you are and, and who I was and who I am in Christ, I didn't know. And it's like, okay, so I started going deeper and working on myself, and someone suggested I join the women's fitness dance. I'm like, no. That's not me. I don't dance. Like, no, I'm working out okay. It's what I want to do. But the dance part is like, no. But I eventually went and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to the back of the, the room and I'm just kind of blend in and be invisible. That didn't happen. Nicole Harima just was like, hey, girl, welcome. So glad you're here. You know, she just was like, I was like, okay, maybe this is not where I'm supposed to be. But, you know, I was like, she has tons of energy and just made sure you felt like you were welcome, knew you were there, and just. It was just amazing. I kept going and just kept getting, you know, more, know more people and more women and getting that community I didn't know I was missing. And that has just been a huge part of my life this past year is finding community and doing other things. And, you know, the, the retreat and stuff this past weekend was just amazing. The community just because I stayed overnight and just to hang out with the ladies and just do different things. And, you know, and I led a life group and with Nicole, and we just dug deep into that and just poured into some women and just finding my people, just knowing that I could reach out to these ladies and just say, hey, I need prayer right now, or, you know, 
reach out to them and they're having a bad day and they'll encourage you. We check in on each other. It's just so amazing to be able to find your people and to know that you have somebody to celebrate with you and things are going good or not going good. Just, I just say, if you don't have a community, you don't know anything, come join one of the women's like ministries or something. Just get plugged in. Get involved. Get that community. Tell you. Change your life. Can we give these ladies a round of applause? Thank you, ladies. So yeah, there's there's so many ways, and we talk about it up here, and I, I really feel like uh, the last year and a half or two, we've really been pushing biblical community, but it's so important. We all went through that time period of isolation, and you know, some of us have really been, you know, um, felt that isolation and felt the enemy just starting to attack when you go off by yourself, and it's never good to be alone, right? God called us in the biblical community, and um, Janelle and Anna are great examples of that. You know, there's so many different ways. It's not just serving. It's not just a life group. You know, that's there's so much more to it, um, and there's men's ministry as well that's kicking off, so there's an opportunity for everybody to get plugged in and to get involved, and we're just so blessed, and, you know, Pastor Josh was talking about obedience. And that's something that's been coming to my mind um, over the last few months is bold obedience, right? Let's be courageous. Let's be bold. These ladies took a step of faith and a step of obedience and what God was asking them to do this morning. And so um, I just thank you guys and I thank all of you because we can't do this without you guys. So change makers and all of you that are helping and all of you that are in life groups and um, all the different ministries, we just we're blessed and we say thank you. Uh, one of the cool things that I get to do here is kind of try to help organize uh, our groups here at the church. So uh, two major avenues that we do that is in our life groups and also D groups. And uh, Anna's uh, testimony just is a perfect segue uh, to what I want to share with you here today. I just have uh, three quick stories that I want to share with you about how God has impacted people within biblical community. And so I, I think you're going to hear that a lot here today of just the importance of biblical uh, community and how it can impact your life. Uh, I've been having my brother prayed over every week by my D group since the beginning of October of 21. My relationship with him has been strained for our entire adult lives, about 20 years. It's been four years since I've seen him and about three years since I've spoken to him. I had the opportunity in April to see him, so I asked my group to be praying over the visit. It was incredible, double explanation point. We were able to enjoy our visit without any ten tension or misunderstandings. A few days after our visit, my brother called me, and we ended up talking on the phone for over two hours. So much healing happened on that phone call. We've talked almost every Sunday since. I'm so thankful to my group for being faithful to pray every week, and I praise God for the restored relationship. How awesome is that? Here's another testimony about D groups. Through the Bible verses we've studied in my D group, God has shown me that I really do have a family that cares about me, even if my biological family isn't involved in my life. God has designed this incredible, caring, spiritual family for me 
made up of my D group and my church. My quiet times have doubled per week since my D group started. Like, how awesome is that? Maybe you're sitting there and maybe uh, you feel alienated from your family or you feel like, I, I felt like the black sheep in my family at times. But my church family has been my true family. I'm thankful for the brothers and sisters that I get to serve with. I mean, yeah, we're a staff, but I look at the staff as a part of my family as well. And, and this person feels that and senses that as well. And so if you're in that place, hear that. Now, I want to share one last story here, and then I want to kind of shift gears and talk about our Next Steps experience. But this one, it's a little bit longer story, and I just want you to kind of hang with me for a second. But this was a person who uh, was part of a life group and was just a very quiet person, didn't engage a whole lot, uh, but they came to that if gathering and uh, God just, like, he was already kind of creeping into this person's heart, but uh, used the if gathering to really open it up. So then comes the if gathering. This is the second one I attended. The first one was by myself, but still enjoyed it immensely. So when this year came around, I once again attended. I knew a couple of the women from our group, so I wasn't totally alone. Well, now the fun begins. <laughs> Friday night, we were sitting down towards the front. I began to feel a little ill and very hot, like a sweatshirt on and all the women around me. I'm claustrophobic. Not only was I feeling uncomfortable, but then I had to go and pass out. <laughs> I guess subconsciously, I needed more attention, LOL. <laughs> now, this life group leader that she had been with said, I believe this was a God moment. When I began to come to, to me it sounded like angels' voices. Had I died in church? How embarrassing. <laughs> they were calling my name, pricking my fingers to check my sugar level. Uh, they wheel, had a wheelchair uh, ready, and they even called the EMTs. When I could focus, I was totally surrounded by beautiful angels. I did, I did hear angels' voices, the caring, loving women who were in attendance. These wonderful women were showing just how much they cared about me, a stranger to most. They took care of me right up to the end. Even the next day, Saturday, women were coming to me and asking if I was feeling better and doing okay. Women I didn't know, women I had never seen before. I believe God was showing me that I am not alone, nor do I have to be alone. Sometimes he has to knock us up alongside the head, or let's be embarrassed by passing out in church to get our attention, to show us the wonderful people he has set aside for us that we need at this time in our lives. He definitely does work in mysterious ways. I've never passed out before. And so I don't think I'll try it again. <laughs> I really didn't need all this attention, but it was, wonder, it was a wonderful feeling to know so many really cared. My community is expanding, and my sisters, friends are multiplying. I feel truly blessed to have these women in my life, women I know would be there if I ever needed them. How awesome is that? 
I mean, I could stand up here for hours and just share story after story. So I hope that you just, you get a glimpse of the importance of being in biblical community. Like it is so important that we need to be in this because God uses community. Jesus modeled community. It's important for us to be in that. So we have our Next Steps experience. Pastor Josh, he talked about that. It runs the first four weeks of the month. And God's been using that environment as well. And so I want to bring up Chris Kidd to just uh, share some uh, a story or two uh, and just celebrate what God has done. Now, Chris Kidd, he's our Next Steps experience coach. And so he's kind of in charge of all the leaders uh, that are involved with our Next Steps experience and I just asked him to just kind of celebrate what God's been doing within the Next Steps experience. So this is, so this is where I get the 75 minutes that he was going to give me last week to talk about Next Steps. Just 70 minutes. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll try and cut it. Put it in there. Uh, no, so I, I, like Brandon said, I'm the Next Steps experience coach. And what I wanted to look at when he uh, asked me to come up here and, and, and celebrate what God's doing is uh, some of the numbers. So last year we had 90 from June of 2021 to last week was our last week for uh, 2022. Uh, so that calendar year uh, we had 92 graduates through Next Steps Experience, which, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to ignore these people over here. So uh, <laughs> that's up 39% from the year before. Now I know that uh, COVID, the whole shutdown, but still I think that's the most we've had in 12 months, so uh, that's that's perfect. And then I looked at how many people actually are taking their next steps. Really, the only place I can see is uh, serving, um, but I know there's other places. But 43 of those people uh, of the 92 are I know they're plugged in serving somewhere else. So they're they're being part of uh, uh, their their gifts to use uh, to build up the church to, to serve you. Um, and I I loved Anna's passion when she she's up here talking about that when you're. You have a passion for something, and you people can feel it. That's where you should be serving. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's what we try to uh, direct people to um, in the next steps experience to figure out what your shape is and serve there. And then inside the next steps experience team, I always tell them hey, if we're asking people to take their next steps, we need to be doing the same. Um, so there's some. Shelly Render was part of our uh, our administrator. She's our administrator. She took her next steps. Uh, I think it was in this 12 months. Um, and so, uh, which is, and then they, they say, well, I feel like I'm leaving. No, this is, if God's calling you to go somewhere else, you need to go. I'm not going to argue with him. <laughs> so, um, so that opened up a spot for Sandy, uh, um, Sandy Watson to step in. Yeah. And that opened a spot for uh, the Gingriches to step up. Um, and then, you know, I've also, Sheila, my wife, she's the, uh, lead table host, um, and she's now taken, uh, seen where her next step is, uh, so I don't know if you want to bring her up. And she is going to come up, I believe. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, that's, so we're always encouraging people to take their next steps, and um, so I want to encourage you to come to the next steps experience and see maybe what yours is. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. How much more time do you want? Uh, so we a few weeks ago when we were in our, our all us and we talked about you know our mission statement living out our, our God given purpose, we we kind of gave you a little bit of a sneak peek that coming online we have this this thing called Discover Purpose, 
and, and we've run a few trials of this, right, to try to, like, get everything together. Um, and I wanted to call Sheila Kid up because Sheila was actually in our, our very first Discover Purpose. And this one doesn't have a slide, but, right, this one says Core 201. We also have a Core 301 that we've taken one group through, and that is called Live Scent. Uh, Cheryl, you were part of that, too. But Sheila was also part of Live Come on, don't you not stand and wave the crap over there. Come on, come on. <laughs> It's all right. You know, if, it'll, if you just stand, like, right here, <laughs> then it just it, it breaks the tension. If you just stand, like, right over, right over the front. Like, Chris yells to, at you every time you stand. Look, fish is ready to catch you. You got, you're, you're good. <laughs> so, so Sheila went through uh, Discover Purpose as a, as a participant. She's a, she's a leader within our Next Steps experience. Uh, she went through Discover Purpose and Live Scent as a participant. And I just wanted her to talk a little bit about some of the impact that that had on you. So, you want me to talk about both or just? Yeah, you, you can you can hit on both. both. Just kind of, start with Discover Purpose. Yeah, they they, they play really nicely together. You do okay. So, gotta hold your microphone up by yourself. Okay, all right. So first of all, it was it was really amazing story. I had been struggling with my purpose. You know, I was doing a lot of good things for the church, for helping people and just getting involved in different activities and events. But I, after a while, I got tired and wore out. And I felt drained. So I had gone through a season. I am nervous for some reason. So you're, hey, I don't you're doing, the microphone. You're doing great. You're doing thank great. You. You're doing great. Oh, you, just, you, you hold you. it right up by your face, and, and Steve's going to make sure that it sounds good. So Okay, gotcha. So anyway, I was going through a season of quietness, of tiredness and I wasn't sure if I was even doing the things I was supposed to be doing and it was funny because I had gone through I was praying about it and and resting in it and meditating on it and then I come to church one Sunday and Josh, Josh asked me hey do you want to be part of this uh, discover purpose group or run this beta group and I was like oh my gosh that's exactly what I'm looking for I need to figure out what my purpose was so I'm not going to make this a long story but I was doing things, I was leading life groups, I was doing this and doing that, and I wasn't feeling like I was doing what God wanted me to do. So when he asked me to do this, Discover Purpose was amazing. It was perfectly what I needed to do. So, and it really showed me um, my shape. So I, I learned my shape in next steps. You know, you got your, your shape, your spiritual gifts, your hearts, your abilities, your passions, your experiences. All those things are super important. But Discover Purpose gave me even like more intention in those areas so I was praying about it and then going through Discover Purpose and all the questions and then the, the communication and the discussions. He really showed me and directed me with such intention of what I needed to do. Because we are called and we have a role to play in building up the body of Christ, the church. We have a responsibility to that and we need to take it seriously. I mean, it's one thing to do good things, right? Like leading life groups and, and having Bible studies and, you know, volunteering. But there's more to that. And there's more. And God will reveal that to you if you're quiet and you sit in it. And I was one of the things, when they were singing that song, um, and we were holding out our hands, I will make room for you to do whatever you want. Discover Purpose did that for me. And I know if you sit in it, he will do the same for you. So if you really want to dig deeper and discover your God-given gifts and your purpose for building up the believers in the church and in your community, 
you need to do next steps. Yeah, and then uh, real quick, if you want to just touch on LiveScent, just kind oh. of like well, how that played with Discover Purpose and kind of what the outcome of that was okay, for you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so with all that being said, the Lord spoke to me, Holy Spirit spoke to me, and gave me a direction what I needed to do. So one of the things that was brought to he brought to my mind was teacher. And I'm thinking, I do that all the time. I do that in my job. Um, I mean, I, I do it more than I think I do. I, don't, I guess I never labeled it as teacher. But one of the things that the Holy Spirit was talking to me and had really been put on my heart was leading a life group. Let me back up a little bit. Something Ryan said in a sermon a while ago was, your mission field is wherever you're at. It could be working at a gas station. It could be working at the hospital. It can be working anywhere. A stay-at-home mom. You know, it's an important role. Your mission field is wherever you're at. So with Discover Purpose and then being a teacher, I knew that I needed not only to build up and encourage the body of believers in my church and my church family, but I also need to go out into the community and be Jesus where I'm at. So I took that role. And one of the things that, um, that the Lord was laying on my heart was to lead a life group at work. So one of the things that I was really super nervous about doing it, cause, you know, we're all nervous, like, what are people going to think? You know, how are they going to feel? Are they going to think I'm stupid or some Jesus freak or whatever? You don't know what people are going to think, right? And you get kind of nervous to bring that out there. So with praying about it, um, we started, I, I asked them, um, some coworkers, and I threw that out there, and we have been doing a Bible study at work since October of 2021, and we have run, till now, actually, we're doing the, the book of First John and Second John and Third John. So we've been running consecutively from October of last year until now with, like, maybe a four-week break. And every lunchtime, half hour at our lunch break, we sit in a private room and we discuss what we learned that week. And, and yeah, it's been amazing, the growth. Yeah. It, it changes your environment. It changes yeah. everything. God isn't sitting out there thinking, you know what, I want to make it as difficult as possible for people to find the purpose and calling that I have for them. Yeah. But it isn't, it's not like a treasure map thing, right? It just requires us to be intentional, right? Lean in, create space for Holy Spirit to show us what it is, right? Explore those things, the heart, the passion, the abilities that God has given you, and then lean in and obey, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, so again, just uh, super cool to see the way that you were impacted by Discover Purpose and Live Scent. Let's give Sheila another hand. All right, we just want to share quickly just some numbers uh, that have happened over the last year here. So go ahead and click that next slide. There we go. Okay, so that's our average weekly giving, uh, just a little over $23,000 each and every week. And uh, for whatever reason, we're one person short of 1,200 people in attendance. So who are you inviting? So who's your one (laughs) to get us over the 1,200 there? Uh, but that includes uh, in person and online, and so we understand this. Like 
Part of your giving goes to the technology for us to be online. Maybe some of you are sitting here because you checked us out online first. You, you were part of our uh, attendance there online. So really, we have two campuses right now. Uh, we have an online campus, and we have this campus here in Sturgis, Michigan. But those are some really cool numbers that we just want to celebrate. So, And you guys are a part of that, so that's really cool. But more important numbers than that. Yes, yes. This next slide has... The next numbers of 94 baptisms and 73 salvations. Yeah. Those are the most important numbers. That people are taking their next steps. That people are stepping into relationship with Jesus. And we celebrate what God has done in these individuals, these souls. Can we just give God a round of applause? Worship team, make your way up. Worship team, make your way up. You know, what's thing that's cool is that God is moving and we wanted to celebrate. Now, with the God, move of God, there's also difficulties. Leading a larger church brings a lot more difficulties to, my, to our plate, to my plate, to their plate. But it's not about growing the church. It's about us follow, following after Jesus Christ, first and foremost. And I talked about it last week that I think if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, a result of that, an output, will be a larger church in the end. We must go and make disciples. We must reach the lost people. It's the heart of Jesus Christ, and that's what we want to be about. What's cool is we have not said this, and I was tinkering on the idea of should I say this or not. But everything we say this morning is not about us. It's about him. You don't know this, but our worship team gets to lead worship at what's known as the Great Lakes Regional Conference in front of 180 church leaders in two weeks. They're invited to lead that. But we don't clap for them. We clap because God has gifted them and all glory back to God. Amen? That's where it's at. So be in prayer for our team in two weeks as they go to Wheaton, Illinois and lead worship in front of 180 church leaders. But I just want to land here. Who do we want to be? It's a question we have to answer. What kind of body of Christ do we desire to be? We desire to be a body of Christ that worships God with reckless abandonment. It means that I don't care what my neighbor will think when I raise my hands in worship. But if that's what the Lord is leading me to do, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter if I feel like I got to kneel, but what are people going to think around me? It doesn't matter. It matters about God. It doesn't matter about what my spouse may say, what my kid, what my neighbor. It matters about me and God. That's worship. Psalm 71.8 reads this way. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. We'll be a church that worships not just here, but Monday through Saturday as well. Psalm 103, verse 1 reads this way Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. That's everything we have. We will be a church that worships God. First and foremost, we need to be a church that gets in the word so the word gets into us. We need to get into this life changing, allow the Spirit to use it. To mark you, to realize where we got off course a little bit, where the Spirit will be gentle and guide us back and say, this is the way of walking after Jesus Christ. We need to be a church that makes prayer 
a top priority. I truly believe that prayer is the ministry of the church. I love that Pastor Karen leads our prayer team and you heard a testimony of just being on the prayer team. It's prayer that covers you every weekend. It's the prayer partners down at the corners at the close of every single service to lift you up. May prayer be a top priority. That's why I love our first Wednesdays and I hope you come out in three days to our last first Wednesday of the summer because we take July off, that we would make prayer a top priority. Ephesians 6, 18 reads this way, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Let us be a church that embodies this verse. Let us be a church that this is a place of hope and healing. That people out in this world, whether you come in here with church hurts, because that's real. There's humanity within the church. We always don't get it right. Or they're just out in this world, lost and broken, that they would look at Radiant Life to say, this is a place of hope and healing. And we say it's the hope and healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? That that is what Radiant Life is. That that's what people see. When they look at Radiant Life, they say it's a place of hope and healing because they exalt the name of Jesus. And that we're a people that burn with fire. And we're a people of passion because of what Jesus Christ has done inside of us. And we become a passion when we're on stage and we baptize the front row in our spit because we're passionate, right? Romans 12, 11 says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. May we be that people. May we be the people like what John Wesley said, and he says this, light yourself on fire with passion, and people will come from miles to watch you burn. Let's be that people. And lastly, we desire to be a people who lifts high the name of who, friends? Of Jesus, our Savior, our Messiah, the name that de- the demons tremble and flee, and there is no other name but the name of Jesus. We will be a church that lifts our Savior high. Amen.